0: Recording. Should put some music on. Yeah. Uh, fuck it. Right, I'll go for about 20 seconds and then I'll. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Estonian Football Podcast. Um, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently today. And uh, instead of talking about the league and the games that have been going on, we are going to talk. the questions you asked us on Twitter. Um, as always, I'm joined by my brother. Hello everyone, good morning. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll get into it. Um, we had a question from Alonzo Martins. He actually asked us three questions, so we'll do all three of those simultaneously. Um, first question is, since when have we followed Estonian football? Um, do you want to... Yeah, um, so we went to Estonia in the winter of 2018, um, yeah, just fell in love with Tallinn and the people, uh, we found some abandoned stadiums, and then we decided to look for the stadiums that they playing. So we went and explored the Kadjog stadium. Uh, we think what we thought was Kalina Kalev stadium, but God knows what that was. It might have been, it might not have been. Um, and then we saw the Alakok, um, went inside there into the um, club shop for the national team. You know, they saw Flora, Lavadia and they had the shirts on for the current Nesta teams. Um but we couldn't buy anything. But then uh, we decided to take an interest, done some research on the league. Yeah, and we've just been following it ever since. Yeah, um, so we did follow it religiously when when we we, we came back from Estonia. Um, it wasn't probably what a few weeks, months after that, where we actually started following it religiously. Um, we now do spreadsheets, we've got team stats, league stats. Uh, obviously, do the podcast as well, which is. Taken off a bit better than what we thought it would, and what we ever hoped. Um, we were expecting ten, twenty followers on the Twitter account, um, and we're nearly hitting one hundred and fifty. So, thank you for that; um, much appreciated. But that pretty much answers the why we follow Estonian football. Um, so we we'll move on to another question, which uh, Alonzo asks, which is, what happens to TVMK Tallinn? Um, Long story short, uh, finances. Yeah, yeah so they, um, they went bankrupt in 2008. Um, I believe they won the Mestraliga in 2005. 2005. So they went bankrupt in 2008. I think after that 2005 season, so between 2006-2007, a lot of their players actually went abroad. So all of their star players left. Um, most of them went to Sweden, I think. Yeah, Sweden, Finland, they had a lot of Lithuanian players who all went back home. Um, so that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, they, uh, As with these you know, so-called lower leagues, if you win the league uncomfortably, bigger teams from elsewhere are going to want your players, aren't they? Yeah, they finished eighth. They were allowed to finish the season when they went bankrupt. Um, yeah, they finished for. They got given bronze medals, but they were relegated, and then... Eventually they dissolved. Yeah, they did have a few cup wins and all during that during that spell. Um, I'll say a few. They won the cup and the super cup. Um, so when, when the, the bigger players left, it wasn't as if it was a complete disaster for them. It's just the money, the finances. Um, just caught up with them in the end. And unfortunately, yeah, they're no longer with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we move on to the last question that Alonso asked. It's uh, Estonian teams in Europe for the upcoming 21-22 season. Um, we actually have three teams competing in Europe this year. Flora will go into the Champions League first qualifying round. Um, they're actually a seeded team. Um, That's good news. Um, how far we think they'll go depends on the draw. Um, you is know, they- if they're lucky, they could get like a Georgian team or something that they can yeah, compete against. There are teams who are unseeded, you know, Bodo Klimt, HJK Helsinki, Riga, Connors Quay, and Halleham Spartans of Malta. So yeah, there are cool. teams there that are favourable. You know, you don't want Bodo. Um, I don't think you want the Finnish teams. I don't think you want the Latvian teams. Um, so it depends. You know, last year they were one game away from the Europa League group stage. They were quite lucky in the extent that it was one-legged ties all the way to the qualifying stage. Um, but, yeah, it shows they can do it. Um, so we'll see with Flora. Um, Champions League is obviously a big ask. Um, the two other teams that will be going in the new conference league, um, Pied and um, Lavadia. Uh, Lavadia are seeded. Pied are not. Um, it's the second time Pied have actually been in Europe. Uh, they are in the Europa League last year. Qualifiers went out the first hurdle. Um, Lavagna are pretty much in it every year. Um, so you'd expect them to go a bit further than Pied. But, again, it depends on the draws. You've got, like, Trepenne from San Marino in it. Barla town. Um You know, you've also got Newtown from Wales as well. Um, mons Calpe of Gibraltar, a handful of Georgian teams, and Doran teams. I I think this is good. The UEFA Conference League is good for teams from Estonia, teams like Lavadia, if Flora get knocked out in the Champions League qualifying rounds early enough. uh, I'm not sure how it works. I believe they'll go into Europa League qualifying, and then maybe eventually they'll go into... There is a winner's path and stuff like that, but it's all... So this could be good for, I think, the two... Talent teams, especially, you could easily get into the, this conference league group stage. Why I did, not? I did have a brief look at the um, you know, the qualifying rounds and all this. And the final one, I believe, to get to the group stage has, you know, the big boys, so to speak. Um, Galatasaray is in... Well, I think Galatasaray are actually Champions League. But I believe if they lose that final round before the group stage of the Champions League to qualify for that, they then go into the... I don't know, it's, it's huge, we figure it out, but it looks like a competition where it, it, it's definitely designed to be more favourable for your Estonian teams. So, yeah, I can't see why not, why Lavadia, Flora, maybe not pied, but these two teams can get into the group stage and even get out of there. No one wants to go playing in a... In a stadium in Estonia, uh, on a Thursday night, so. Well, Cock maybe, but if they put him in the Cadreog, <laughs> that, that might, <laughs> might be saving me to him, but I don't think that's for standard. I'm going to take a guess it's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that answers those three questions. Um, we can move on. We'll just go for this simple one now. Um, one in the sweeper pod asked. Um, do Pied have the best kit in Estonia? No. Simple as that. Simple I've as that. They my I put no. Nicest kit is I'm going to go for either Parnu or I'm going to go for Talina Kalov, the white one. Yeah, I agree on that. I've also gone a bit, uh, away from that. It's, it's an Espana Liga team. Tato Welko. Okay. White shirt, gold trim. I saw it on eBay uh the other day, ninety quid. Not sure if it was worth that, but, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah so, so I, I yeah. think Pi do have a nice kit. Um, I think it's very easy to say who's got the worst kit. Narva Trans. Okay. Um, John, you know I think Lavadia is quite ugly. I like it because I like green, but, uh, I don't think the sponsors fit the shirt well. Alright. Um, but yeah, if you get a chance to get like that Tato Welco shirt, even the, Talina Calvert one, Talina Caleb, the white one, um, and had yeah, the Parny one. I think anything with the cool bet Polar Bear on the front makes the shirt ten times cooler. Yeah, agreed. Or even Elva, Elva yeah. have quite a nice shirt. Yes, yeah, so I think it's, for what was supposed to be a simple question, it's turned out not to be a simple answer. Um, well, he yeah, we asked if Pider the nicest kit. We said no. Um, so yeah, um, there's a few. Maybe we'll do a poll on Twitter. Um, Yeah, yeah, but but that answers that one A World Um, Cup of Estonian football shirts Yeah, that's a good idea Good idea, we'll give that a go Um, Who should we go to next? Bruce Scannell Uh, He asked us um, Dunamo Tallinn Will they ever make a return to the top flight? Again, another short answer No. No. No, They're they're in the Three League of North now. Which is the fifth division. Yeah. And then these you can't say like Three League, north, northwest, north east, south east, southwest, south. So I think if you win those you go into I might be wrong, but I believe you go into some kind of playoff to determine who actually goes up from those regions. Yeah, uh, so in lower league football, when you get that low, it's quite difficult to trust. like Norwegian lower league football, no one really knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, but I will say that Dunamo talent are not the big boys. I believe when they came up to the Leicester League last time they were in it, they only came up because they came fourth in the East Liga. So it was a shock that they came up and... Their season was a disaster. I don't even think they, um, when they got relegated, I don't even think they, um, went back into the S League. I think they went straight into the third division. No, they ran back to back relegations. Yeah. And they went down. Let's say they went up, they came fourth. Obviously, there was, um, the B teams can't go up. Um, Tervis were deemed, um, illegible, who are also now defunded. Um, Dunamo had a negative goal difference in the East League. They they went up. Uh, like you said, it was a surprise. They conceded 157 goals. They only won three times. A complete disaster. Um, it's actually the same season TV MK Tallinn won the league. So the 2005 season has featured quite prominent in this podcast. Um, like you said, do you see them coming back? No. They've played twice this season already in the Free league They lost one of them 8-0. To um, Tallina reunited. Um, they drew with, I believe, Noma um third team, I think it was, to all. So, no, they won't be back for a very, very long time. Um, as far as the other part of the question, the support, and like I said, it's hard to get statistics when you go that far down the, the ladder, but I can't imagine they have much of a crowd. Yeah. That's it, really. Um, I quite like them though. I've seen them on football manager. I've enjoyed them. I think, was it Tallinn you gave Nathan Delfonso to with the editor? No, it was FC Lu. Ah, uh, FK Lou. And then he ended yeah. up playing for um, uh, Slimane Kalev and ended up coming out all time top goalscorer. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have, we have one more question, um, which is from the Bell Pod. Um, there's a Belarusian podcast um you know you, you have your belarusian moments don't you so yeah you've got some ties to belarusia so um yeah that will answer his question he's basically asked um whatever happened to nava trans um he said when he lived there they were challenging for titles and pretty decent and now they're not so he just wants to know what's happened so so i think Uh, So, I think the point in question is, between 2008 and 2012, Trans always came in the top four. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think the answer to that is it's just because the league was crap. Um, Most of the teams who were in it were either semi-professional or amateur. So, Trans were one of the founding members. I'm not sure if they were professional, but they were definitely semi-pro. So, they had a few semi-pros on the book. Um, And... um, yeah, it's just, um, wasn't very competitive league. To put that into perspective, I've got some teams here. Um, uh, Ajax, um, I can't pronounce their rest of the names, like Ajax, Vladimir Um, I'm sure someone will correct it. They spent three seasons in the Master League and they conceded 449 goals in three seasons. We got Vaprus. the Vaprus that are currently in the Master League. This the this would be their sixth season in the Mester League, but in the five seasons prior, they've conceded 576 goals. Warrior, uh, five seasons, 425 goals. So, these are all in the period where Nava were coming in top four. Uh, the bottom four teams during 2005 through 2010 were always consistently losing 25 plus games a season. So, you had... The top four were, you're playing each other four times a season, so you're guaranteed pretty much 12 wins a season against the bottom four. So I think that's the answer there. I don't think they're a bad team because we were talking about them in an earlier podcast what, what, what are Narva Trans? And we were saying they should be top five at least yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, It's not all... Um, bad for them, you know. They've they've they won the cup in twenty eighteen nineteen. They got to the final last year um, against Flora. Um, you know they they were lucky to avoid the relegation last year. Mind they um, they, they were one point above Curves uh, um for the playoff. Yeah, this is the thing. I don't think because they had that spell where they came in top four. I don't think they a bad team I just don't think They're Consistently good I don't think They ever have been I think they were Just fortunate now Fortunate back then Where the league Was mainly Amateur Semi-pro teams And since For like This is like Two, three years now Where the league's been Fully professional So Yeah I agree with that I think, I think The question Really lies to That the league Is more competitive Now you know We talked about You know You've got Legion In the league, in the now. league now This the is their Second year back, year back. Um, after promotion and you know they compete they play well um very they give anyone a game you've got Temeca, I know this year they haven't been great but they always give the big boys a go um, say so Nava Trans they're, they're Nava Trans um Noma Kalyu Pai Lavadia Flora so you had uh, it was Nava Ajax in the 2011 season when Nava finished first they conceded 192 goals and this is where Nava won, conferred, and the top goal scrolls in Narva collect, yeah. Latvian, Alexander's, Cecho with 46 goals, and 18 of his goals came against that Ajax team. Didn't he have a stint in like Malta or something? Yeah, uh, he never did. scored goals ever again after that season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that pretty much answers that question. You know, it's not that they're poor now, it's just that the league seems more competitive. Obviously, like I say, the league's now fully professional, yeah, because um, Tomeco went through a stage where they lost major sponsorship during that period when Lava not that Teleco were a good team anyway, but Tomeco started focusing on youth players. <laughs> well, look, look at the players. Uh, who is it? Uh, I do you had that player, don't they? Is it uh, Marin?
1: Um, Paolo Marin? Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: last season he played for Televic, didn't he? Yeah. Um, from Lavadia. Yeah, yeah okay. Lavadia and have. Two players from Selena Callents who got relegated. Yeah, but when that Marin joined um, Televik, it was deemed as a huge, huge signing because he was tipped to go abroad. He was in Estonia International. Um, he went to Televik, which, you know, is just beyond belief. Why would you go to Televik from. He um, still in... is at Televik. No, he's moved to Noma, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, well, anyway. It's, you know, teams are attracting these better players. They're they're professional. Um, um. So yeah, that that answers that. Um. Yeah, it's just a more competitive league, professional league now. So teams are going to be more. You know, there's more. You know, the lower teams can get better players, and uh, yeah, sometimes you even see the teams that come. Usually, when teams come from the S league, they go straight back down. Um. Legion had proven that's not possible. Yeah, Vaporus might go down, probably will. It will go down, But, yeah. you know, they've got some results. You know, they've beat NOMA and all that. So they're giving it a go, aren't they? So, yeah, it's not completely one-sided anymore. No. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's all the questions we had. Um, thank you for them. It was something different for us. We enjoyed doing it. Um, we'll wrap it up. We don't know when the next pod will be. Um, couple weeks maybe um hopefully we'll have something in um in the works hopefully within a couple of weeks we're in talks with talina callos so hopefully we can get something done there but uh, let's wrap it up there shall we yeah sounds good yeah um yeah thanks for listening uh thanks for your questions we'll do something like this again soon uh see you later Bye. yep see you later bye Bye. Uh, thanks bye cheers